Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, best-selling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast, where we're going to explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Kia ora writers, it's Steph here again and welcome back to another episode of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. This week I am looking at writing a book in a month, which is a thing that I am doing right now. Now, this is partly my own fault. The reason I am writing a book in a month is because there's two reasons. The first reason is that I have been kind of delaying this book for a a number of time, a, a bit of time. So basically the book that I'm writing is the sixth book in a series, in my Nevermore Bookshop Mysteries series, which has been a really successful series for me, but because I left the series at book four and kind of left it hanging while I wrote my Kings of Miskatonic Prep series, which was my really, really big series, because I left it hanging from book four for about eight or nine months before book five came out, was probably, yeah, yeah, eight or nine months or so before book five came out. The interest in the series definitely petered off a bit. Uh, But I don't like, I don't like leaving a series open. I don't want it to be part of my brand that I am an author who doesn't finish the series, especially the series, which is quite a long series and it has very good sell through from book one through to book five. So when I wrote book five last year, I knew that I didn't want to, I wasn't going to be able to immediately go through and write book six, uh, which is sort of the final book in the series. It is the final book in the main series arc, however I'm going to release three more books after this, just because I love writing this series so much. So this is a book, so book six that basically finishes the big overarching arc in the story, and then book sevens, eight, and nine are going to introduce a, a, a new, a slightly smaller arc, and they're kind of just for fun. So, so yes. So, when I released book five last year, I had book six already on pre-order, and I had it on pre-order for oh, about six months out or so, and then. And then COVID happens. And I don't know about you, but COVID threw me for a loop last year. And it was a a lot of reasons for this. It's sort of just that general existential angst that we've all been feeling about COVID. But also, last year I decided to launch Rage Against the Manuscript. And I decided to launch the podcast and I decided to make these courses and it was going to be awesome. And when COVID happened, it really became this thing where there were lots of people at home. Some of them didn't have a lot to do, so they were really looking for things to do online. And part of that was listening to my podcast and doing some of my courses and things like that. So I was sort of growing this side of my business and that meant that I slowed down a lot in terms of releases. And then of course, you know, existential angst on top of that. And I was just finding I was not able to write books as fast as I normally do. And so, you know, so for example... Usually I release somewhere between 
8 to 10 books a year. Usually it's around 8. You know, sometimes it's been 7, sometimes it's been 9. In 2019, I did 10 books, um, but some other, a couple of those books were sort of uh, shorter in length. Uh, and in 2020, I only... I, I, released six books but the f the first book that I released that year was basically supposed to be released in December of the last year and I had to push it back by a week so uh, so I kind of only wrote and released five books which is really bad for me so and you know and my income suffered a bit because of it and you know and at the same time I had this Nevermore book and I had the um the pre-order for it, it was totally hanging over my head going you've got to get this pre-order done you've got to get this book done before this pre-order ends and then I was so slow writing all my other books that the pre-order crept up and I hadn't even started Nevermore yet and I'm thinking oh what the hell am I going to do and then Amazon came along and said look you know we know that you guys are struggling with COVID so we're going to give you this kind of pre-order amnesty where you know, so usually if you have a book on pre-order and you have to delay the pre-order of the book, you can delay it once without any kind of penalty for 30 days. And if you have to delay it any further than that, Amazon will take, they'll allow you to do it, but they will take away your pre-order ability for a year. And if you're an author like me who uses pre-orders a lot, that is not a thing that you want to happen. And I definitely did not want that to happen. But Amazon had, throughout the, the, the COVID pandemic, Amazon had a pre-order amnesty where you could basically pre, um, delay or cancel your pre-orders and then you could email them and say, hey, look, dude's COVID. And they would say, okay, well, we, you know, we'll give you your pre-order privileges back. And so I must admit that I took advantage of this. I pushed that pre-order back and back and back and back. And I was going to push it back again because we're now in... March, it's now March the 9th, and the book that I was hoping to release in January, I released on the last day of February. It took me three months to write, which is unbelievable for me. Uh, and, you know, it was a, a long book. I am definitely writing longer books, possibly slightly too long at the moment, and so they're, you know, they, t they take a longer, longer time to write, but also I think I'm just not as sort of in the fiction game as I have been in the past and that's something I really want to rectify. So, book my first book of this year took a bit longer than I had hoped to write and so I was hoping to push back Nevermore one more time but then Amazon in its infinite wisdom took away the pre-order amnesty and so now I can't push this pre-order back again. Without, I probably pushed it back four times, maybe five times. I think it's only four times. Anyway, I, can't, I cannot push it back again without losing my pre-order privileges for a year. And losing my pre-order privileges would fuck up completely all my plans for this year. And I have big plans. And I do not want those big plans to be fucked up. So, this leaves me with one option. And that option is, I have to get book six out in basically... It's basically about six weeks and I need, you know, I, I can't put it out the day I finish writing it because it needs editing. So I went to my editor and I said, okay, if you need to edit this book, what is the absolute last date, you know, the absolute latest date that I can get it to you by? And that was March the 20th. And this was around April, uh, this was around February the 20th, 21st, I think it was when I was 
21st? Yeah, yeah, around then when I was talking to her about this. So I basically had basically had four weeks to write this book. Now, how so yeah, so that's what we're gonna talk about. So how fast is this? How many words do I have to write a day in order to get a book written in four weeks? And, you know, a lot of this is going to depend on your process and how you work. Uh, basically, you know, I'm, I'm sort of aiming for 4,000 words a day, which is 2,000 words in the morning, 2,000 words in the afternoon. And for me, that is, that is a push. That is a good day. Um, and I can definitely do that. Uh, but it has been happening this often recently. And, you know, that's not good. But I really want to get back to a place where this writing a book in four weeks is not a stretch for me. So I've been I've been pushing myself, I've been, you know, giving myself the hard word. And I'm, I haven't hit, to be honest, on this book, I haven't hit that 4k a day that often. I hit it yesterday, I was so happy. I haven't hit it that often, but I've been hitting really solidly 3,000 words a day. And that's 15,000 words a week, working five days a week. And so, you know, obviously 15,000 15, words a week over four weeks is a 60,000 word book. Now, usually 60,000 words, too short for me. But with this series, this series has some of my shorter books. And what I, what I did was I went back through the previous books and I had a little look at my word counts and things. And without fail, every single book has been around 35 chapters long and between 62 and 72,000 words in length, except for one book in the middle, which was still 35 chapters long, but ended up being closer to 80,000 words just because it was... It was a, a bigger story. Uh, so I, I knew that if I wrote a book the same way I wrote you know, all the other books in the series, that was around the length I was going to come up with. And lo and behold, I have just today wrote the final word on my first draft, which is 41,000 words. And the book is exactly 35 chapters long. So I feel relatively confident this book is going to come out on the shorter side, on around that 60, 65,000 word side. So I've done a little bit of work in the weekends. So, you know, as I say, I'm, I'm at the point now, it's March the 9th. So I've got sort of 20, uh, sorry, not 21 days. I've got 11 days to go. Oh God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I've got basically two, basically two weeks to go, two working weeks to go. And I finished my first draft. And I need only 20,000, roughly, more words to go. So I feel relatively confident that this is going to happen. So, yay! Right, so I thought next what I would do is I would sort of talk about my process. Now, I've talked about my process a lot on these podcasts, but I thought it might be worthwhile for you to sort of hear about how things work on a project that I'm working on at the moment right now and kind of see how it works in reality. So... For this book, which is the sixth book in the series, it is the book that has to tie up a ton of plot, you know, plot twists and plot elements and things. So when I began this book, what I started off by doing was I went back through my notes files, um, which have a whole bunch of notes about, you know, the, the previous twists that I made in the series. Now, when I wrote book five, because I had had this huge gap between books one to four 
coming out. They came out like a month apart and about it was about nine months before book five came out because I had that huge gap. I'd basically forgotten what happened in books one to four. So I reread on my Kindle books one to four before I started book five. And when I did that, I um, used the, the bookmarks um, function on my Kindle to bookmark really important kind of emotional points and really important plot twists and plot points in the books. So this time, instead of rereading five books, which is quite a lot of books to reread, plus a novella, what I did was I just went back and I reread all those bookmarks that I'd highlighted. So, you know, a couple of pages each of those highlights that I'd highlighted. Book five, I reread the whole book. Um, and I just did that on my own time. I just, you know, I knew this book was coming up. So sort of the month before I was reading a couple of chapters a day just before I read my, you know, my actual for fun reading. And, you know, so, and then the books are short, so I got through that book pretty fast. Book five, and I did the same thing. I made these little um, bookmarks on all the plot points and things so I can go back to them. So I did that for book five, but I didn't reread the whole rest of the series. I just used the bookmarks. Uh, so that's sort of the, the first thing that I did. And, I, you know, obviously I already knew a few things that were going to definitely have to happen in this book. So then the first thing that I did was I skeleton drafted the book. And I've talked a lot about skeleton drafting. There is a whole podcast episode about it and what it is, but basically it's a very fast draft of the of the entire book. And you know, we don't focus on making the words pretty. We you know, it's it's a lot of dialogue, it's a lot of action, it's a lot of unfinished sentences, it's a lot of shitty, terrible writing. But I get the gist of the book. In, in about 20,000 words. Now, for a 60,000 word book, 20,000 words of skeleton drafting is quite a lot, actually. Normally, my Nevermore Bookshop drafts would be more like 10 to 12,000 words. But because this is the sixth book, and it has so much stuff that needs to be tied up, uh, the, the skeleton draft ended up a bit longer than normal, which is totally fine. So after the skeleton draft was finished, what I did was I then went back to the beginning of the book and I started fleshing out the skeleton draft and, and adding more detail and making it actually read like a book. And I managed to flesh that out to 41,000 words, which I have just finished like 10 minutes ago. And I am very happy. And yeah, so now I have a complete, you know, what a... A normal writer who doesn't use skeleton drafting would call their first draft. It's pretty good at the beginning and it's pretty terribly messy at the end. Uh, now, while I was doing that draft, I was also making notes. Uh, so I keep a, a file open on my Google Drive, a separate file to the actual book, and I just leave myself a list of notes and, and what I call my Chekhov's arsenal the things that I need to wrap up in the story and you know go back and add. So I've I've kept a pretty thorough list this time because this book it has got a lot of loose threads that need to be tied up. Well, so I've got that ready for me to start after I have finished this podcast. I will be starting the next draft. So this is my clean up and make things pretty draft. 
So this is where I really pull everything together and I do all my fancy writing and I look up all the things that I needed to look up for research but haven't done because I was trying to get all the words out. This is not a draft where I focus on how many words I get every day, it's on how many pages I tidy up every day. So this is what the next week at least uh, is going to be all about is getting this draft and that will get me up to about 60,000 words then I will read it through one final time and I'll just finesse the words a bit you know a bit more just make it really polished and really nice and then it will be ready to send to my editor and I will take a hearty breath and I will be so happy <laughs> so yes so that is what I've got to do before March the 20th and it, you know it it sounds like a lot, but, you know, this is my 48th book or something like that. So I kind of, I know the process. I'm feeling really good about it. The You know, there's a lot of funny stuff in this book. It's feeling really good. Um, I'm pretty happy. And I'm pretty confident I'm going to hit my March 20th deadline at the moment. Please, universe, don't fuck me up on this. Uh, a couple of other things to note about writing a book in a month like this. So I already had the book cover and I had already written the blurb. I'd done these things last year when I released book five. I had the book cover and I had the blurb up on Amazon on pre-order. And so that means that, you know, because not only am I, do I have to get this book finished and to my editor by the 20th of March, but I need to be ready to launch this book by the 30th of March. So having these things already done is really useful. And one thing that I do is that when I am writing a series, I tend to commission the covers for as many books as I know are going to be in the series at the same time. So I think originally I commissioned four covers to this for the series, and then I uh, then I went back to the designer and I said, look, I'm going to extend the series to six books in a novella. So that got me to here, and then I'd gone back to her a couple of months ago and said, look, uh, I'm going to do three more books. Could you make me three more covers? So that's what she's working on at the moment, and I'm going to be putting book seven up for pre-order soonish. Uh, soon, basically as soon as the designer gives me the cover, I have got, I haven't got the blurb done yet, but we'll, we'll get there. So that is really useful because that's one less thing I have to worry about this month while I'm frantically trying to write this book. And yes, uh, so other things that I've been doing, I've done a few little teasers and kind of you know, just telling people all, oh, you know, things you can expect in this book. And I've done that in my little Facebook group and my newsletter, um, just because I really want people to know that this book is coming out, and because they have been burned by me before delaying this book, so I want them to really know that this time, for realsies, it's coming out. Um, so the next thing I thought I'd talk about is, will I keep writing at this rate? And the answer is, I hope so. I don't know if I will continue on a publishing sh schedule, 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 schedule. <laughs> uh, I'm having a day with words. Schedule. I don't know if I will keep going with this one book a month, trying to push a book out in four weeks kind of jam. The truth is that, generally speaking, outside of the series, my books are trending a lot longer, um, more in the ninety to hundred thousand word kind of 
range. And I think I am just in a position where I'm not able to do that in the, you know, I, I can do a 60,000 word, 70,000 word book in four weeks if I have to, but a 90 to 100,000 word book in four weeks might be pushing me a little bit. And I like to be pushed, no denying it, and I have, as I said, I have a big goal this, this year. I, no, no more of this, uh, no more of this five books a year jam. This year I want to do 10 books at least. I'm secretly hoping to do 12. However, two of those books are completely written already. Uh, and they just need me, you know, they need about a week to two weeks of my time, each of those books, to, to go over them and re-edit them and make sure they're is the best that they can be. So, so some of that work is done already. So I may say I'm going to write 10 books, but actually I'm going to write eight books, which is, you know, is definitely a thing I can, you know, I've done that before when I worked a day job. So I can do it before, I can do it again when I am a full-time writer. Uh, but, you know, obviously if I can squeeze in two extra books, I'd be very, very, very happy. And, you know, another thing to remember is that, you know, I always find, I don't know about you, but I always find that the later books in a series take me longer than the earlier books. Because, sort of, book one in a series, I tend to spend all the time just throwing stuff at the wall, going, oh, I can add that in, and I can put that in, and oh, this is going to be a great twist, and oh, I'll figure it out later. And then the rest of the series is me uh, fixing all the mess that I've made, basically. Uh, and that's always going to take longer than the book one. And so this year, I have got two new series coming out after I have closed off all my open series. Um, so I have got, let me think, I've got Nevermore 6 coming out, so that's going to, it, it doesn't close off Nevermore completely, because I've got the next three books coming out, which are probably going to come out once a year for the next three years. Um, so I've got, but, but, Nevermore 6 closes out the big story arc that everyone who's been reading the series since the beginning wants all the answers to. So Nevermore 6 is going to close out that arc. So I consider that kind of closing the book. Then after that, I have, I have got a standalone coming out, which is a book that I've already written, and I just um, I unpublished it uh, a year or so ago uh, for reasons, which we're going to talk about next week on the podcast. And I'm going to be republishing that, re-editing that, republishing it, new cover, new title, all the sexy things. That's going to happen next. Then after that is Mandalay 3, which will complete my Mandalay Academy series. Uh, and then after that will be Stonehurst Prep 4, which will complete the Stonehurst Prep series. Um, that uh, that pre-order is for 30 first of July but I'm hoping I'll be able to move it up till the end of June or mid-July then after that I am free and I'm going to be releasing two new series this year one is a vampire series uh, a vampire paranormal series obviously and uh, the book one in that series is the other book that's already been written uh, so I'm going to be doing books one, book two, book three, um, and we're going to figure out whether I keep going with that series or whether we just close it off and book three. And then the other series I'm going to be releasing is a, a contemporary series because weirdly I started writing contemporary last year and discovered I really love it. And you know it's 
it, it's gone really, really well. So I'm going to do a contemporary series, which at the moment is a duet. Uh, so two books in the series, two books that go together. Um, but which I'm just going to see how it goes. And I may it may become a trilogy, because I often do this, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and that is basically... That's my year. So, you know, yeah, obviously, if I can keep going at this rate, you know, there's other things that I can do this year. I could start a new series. I could write more of the vampire series. I could, you know, start a new contemporary series. Oh, I've got this contemporary standalone book that I really want to write, and I can't fit it in anywhere. But if I could write a little bit faster, I could do it. And I think it would be a really short book as well. But we'll just we'll just wait and see. So. Yeah, so I hope you found this to be a really useful podcast, and it just kind of a bit of a case study about why you might want to write a book really fast, you know, don't put yourself in a situation like me where you've kind of got no other choice, uh, and you know, how we do it and what it actually looks like. So yeah, I hope, that, I hope you found that really useful. And uh, as always, if you have any questions or comments or things that you'd like to see on the podcast, then don't hesitate to shoot me an email or comment in the Rage Against the Manuscript Facebook group. That's all for this week. Thank you and happy writing.